Hello boys and girls and welcome to another episode of Latata. If you're just joining us today, I suggest that you go back to our last recording so that you can listen to the first chapter of Flat Stanley. It's very important. If not, here we go with chapter two, being flat. When Stanley got used to being flat, he enjoyed it. He could go in and out of rooms even when the door was closed just by laying down and sliding through the crack at the bottom. Mr and Mrs Lanchon said it was silly but they were quite proud of him. Arthur got jealous and tried to slide under the door but he just banged his head. Being flat could also be helpful, Stanley found. He was taking a walk with Mrs Lamchop one afternoon when her favourite ring fell from her finger. The ring rolled across the pavement and down between the bars of a grating that covered a dark, deep shaft. Mrs Lamchop began to cry. I have an idea, Stanley said. He took the laces out of his shoes and an extra pair out of his pocket and tied them together to make one long lace. Then he tied the end of that to the back of his belt and gave the other to his mother. Lower me, he said, and I will look for the ring. Oh, thank you, Stanley, Mrs Lambchop said. She lowered him between the bars and moved him carefully up and down and from side to side so that he could search the whole floor for the shaft. Two policemen came by and stared at Mrs Lambchop as she stood holding the lace that ran down through the grating. She pretended not to notice them. What's the matter, lady? The first policeman asked. Is your yo-yo stuck? I'm not playing with a yo-yo, Mrs Lambchop said sharply. My son is at the end of this lace, if you must know. Get the net, Harry said the second policeman. We've caught a cuckoo. <laughs> Just then, down in the shaft, Stanley cried out, Hooray! Mrs Lambchop pulled him up and saw that he had the ring. Good for you, Stanley, she said. Then she turned angrily to the policeman. A cuckoo? Indeed, she said. Shame! The policeman apologised. We didn't get it, lady, they said. We have been hasty. We see that now. People should think twice before making rude remarks, said Mrs Lambchop, and then not make them at all. The policeman realised that was a good rule and said that they would try to remember it. One day Stanley got a letter from his friend, Thomas Anthony Jeffrey whose family had recently moved to California. A school holiday was about to begin and Stanley was invited to spend it with the Jeffreys. Oh boy, Stanley said, I would love to go. Mrs Lambchop sighed, a round trip, train or aeroplane ticket to California is very expensive, he said. I think we'll have to think of some cheaper way. 
When Mr. Lambchop came home from the office that evening, he brought home an enormous brown paper envelope. Now then, Stanley, he said, try this for size. The envelope fitted Stanley very well. There was even a room left over for Mrs. Lambchop's discovered for an egg salad sandwich mm, made with thin bread and a flat cigarette case filled with milk. They had to put a great many stamps on the envelope to pay for both airmail and insurance, but it was much less than an expensive train or aeroplane ticket to California would have been. The next day, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Lambchop slid Stanley into his envelope along with the excellent sandwich and the cigarette case full of milk and mailed him from the box on the corner. The envelope had to be folded to fit through the slot, but Stanley was a limber boy and inside the box he straightened up again. Mrs. Lambchop was nervous because Stanley had never been away from home alone before. She rapped up on the box. Can you hear me, dear? She called. Are you all right? Stanley's voice came quite clearly. I'm fine. Can I eat my sandwich now? Wait an hour and try not to get overheated, dear, Mrs. Lambchop said. Then she and Mr. Lambchop cried out, Goodbye, goodbye, and went home. Stanley had a fine time in California. When the visit was over, the Jeffreys returned him in a beautiful white envelope they had made themselves. It had red and blue markings to show that it was airmail, and Thomas Jeffrey had lettered it valuable and fragile. And this end up on both sides. Back home, Stanley told his family that he had been handled so carefully he did not feel a single bump. Mr. Lambchop said that it proved that jet planes were wonderful. So was the post office department. And that was a great age in which to live. Stanley thought so too. And that is the end of chapter two. Join us here tomorrow for chapter three, Stanley the Kite.